Hello, and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Happy New Year, everyone! Adults set New Year's resolutions all the time, but what about kids? But let's be honest, grown-ups rarely stick to those resolutions, so let's not set kids up for failure. Let's teach them how to create meaningful goals that they can really achieve. Welcome to episode 31 of Dyslexia Devoted, and today we're focusing on goal setting. Before we get started, I want to let you know that this week's episode comes with a free goal setting guide that you can use to help a kiddo that you know set a meaningful goal. If you want to get the free guide to go along with this episode, just go to parnelloeducation.com forward slash goals. Or you can also find the link to it right here in the show description of where you're listening to this episode. And also, don't forget about your holiday gift. My brand new mini course, Dyslexia in Schools, is totally free until January 2nd, 2023. So that's tomorrow if you are listening to this live the day it airs. Or possibly today if you're listening to it tomorrow morning. So don't forget to go grab it while you can. And remember, even if you don't have time to watch it today, you get lifetime access so you can watch it at your own pace and get access to any extra videos or modules that I might add on later on. You can learn about all the different options there are for kids with dyslexia to get the support that they need, both in and out of school. All right, on to today's focus, goal setting. So why do we set goals? Well, it's all about motivation. Sometimes we need internal motivation, and sometimes things are easier if we have some external motivation coming from those outside of us. Goals give us a little bit of both. They give us a reason to root for ourselves to succeed, And they give us a reason to let somebody else cheer us on while we reach for our goals. I have my own goal-setting story to share with you. Exactly one year ago today, I turned in my notice and told the school that I was working at that it was going to be my last year. I joined a group of teachers-turned-tutors and created a vision board. I need to point out that I hate the idea of vision boards in theory. The idea of Zen yoga meditations and creating visualizations sounds like my worst nightmare. I am an active, go-getter, on-the-move, all-the-time kind of person. But I did it anyway, figuring, what could it hurt? I'd never done a vision board ever, so, you know, it's a fun little project I can do. It's holiday break. I'm not doing anything else. I shared it with a group of educators that I was in, and when I reflected on it later in the year, I've now made every goal on that board come true this year. It's so important to have a goal to work toward. And I want to point out that my goals didn't have an end date. It was something to work towards. I didn't really have a plan as to how it was going to work or what it was going to look like or an exact day I wanted to have it done by, but I had something I wanted to achieve. I wanted lasting change and building my own success story and not any of those crazy New Year's resolutions that you keep for like a week or two and then you never think about again. If by some crazy chance you want to see that vision board, it's on the show notes for this episode at parnelloeducation.com forward slash episode 31. But to give you a general idea of what is on that vision board... It has my tiny little cabin in the woods that I wanted to spend a little more time at. It had my vacation to London that I never got to take because the pandemic hit. It had a presenter because I wanted to keep helping teachers, not just helping kids. It also has a picture of my office where I do all of my daily work now because at the time that I put that picture there, it was where I only worked some days because most of my time was at the school. It also has remote work because I've even tutored kids all the way from Texas, as in I was in Texas, but the kiddo was here. It was nice to see that the goals I had put in place a year ago 
really did come true. As I'm looking at this vision board right now as I record this, it's making me think maybe I should go ahead and make a 2023 vision board. I haven't done it yet, but maybe recording this episode will give me the little boost of external motivation that I need to go ahead and get that done. As we jump into the next section, let's talk about the importance of letting kids see you set goals. One of the most powerful things that you can do is let kids see you set goals. I have a whiteboard calendar on the wall of my office, and the majority of my kids look at that calendar every week, even though it's for me, not for them. It's not even in their line of sight. It's behind the door to the office that they have to actively turn around in their chair to look at and see. I let them see my goals. I let them see me break them down on my calendar into meaningful pieces when I have a long-term project. I let them see when something gets crossed out or moved to a different day, and when they ask why, I tell them. I let them know when things go wrong and I have to make a new plan. Why? Because life doesn't go to plan, and kids need to see you change your plan and not make a big deal out of it. Why does it matter? Because when kids see you make goals, they start wanting to make their own goals. This past month, I had two separate kids set a goal with their own timeline. One kid wanted to hit step three of our reading program by Christmas, and he did it. Another kiddo decided right before Christmas that his goal was going to be to finish step seven by Valentine's Day. Now, let's talk about helping kids set their own goals. And remember, there's a free download for this, so make sure you grab it using the link in the show description or at parnelloeducation.com forward slash episode 31. So notice that the kids I talked about just now stated specific holidays as their measurement. Kids often struggle with time, so holidays are a concrete thing that they can see and feel as they notice the decorations change. Also, there's some other ways that you can mark time as well with kids, such as birthdays and the end of the school year are also really great timelines. Or maybe by spring break, or around here we have ski week in February. And so if you can give them something concrete that they can see approaching or help them mark it down on a calendar, those are great ways to set timelines for kids. So the best goals are SMART goals. And when I say SMART, I don't mean intelligent, I mean the acronym. So SMART being S for specific, M for measurable, A for attainable, R for realistic, and T for timeline or timely or time-bound. There's 8 million definitions of what that T stands for, depending on where you look. So the kids I talked about gave very clear SMART goals. They were specific, what they wanted to achieve. They were realistic. They were within a range of what they could do. They were measurable and they had a clear deadline. So for example, what would not be a SMART goal is I want to be more helpful. You can't really measure helpfulness, but you could say by the next school break, I want to remember to helpfully take out the trash without being asked for three weeks in a row or whatever it is. You want to make sure that you set some kind of goal that is achievable and is attaining something that they really need or want to work toward. So what are some kinds of goals that you might set? Perhaps it's reading a certain number of minutes a month. I really like saying a number of minutes a month because good goals should have a little bit of flexibility to them. There are time limits, but we also have to know that things happen. I know for me, I set goals all the time, but sometimes life doesn't really go to plan. So sometimes you get sick or something like that. So you want to create a goal that allows you to still achieve it and not just hit a wall and then you're stuck. For example, if I have an exercise goal, I would rather be a certain number of minutes in a month, not a certain number of days in a row. I have asthma, so sometimes I have a really bad day and there's just no way I'm getting any sort of cardio kind of exercise happening. And so if I set a goal for a certain number of days in a row and then by day two, I have a bad asthma day, then I have to start all the way from scratch. 
that's not really a good goal to set. Instead, try to create a goal that allows for some flexibility that if you do have a rough day, that maybe you can turn it around and do a little extra on a different day. We don't want to set people up for failure for goals that really aren't achievable if anything out of your control stands in your way. So let's talk about some more specific kid goals. One could be reading a certain number of minutes a month that I mentioned earlier. Another could be practice math facts for a specific number of times per week and set a timeline such as three months. So to make sure that they've done it four days a week by, you know, spring break, something like that. That would be a very measurable goal. And by saying four days a week, that gives some flexibility. So if there's a really fun soccer tournament over the weekend or somebody has a slumber party, it doesn't throw off the whole thing. So setting some sort of timeline that you can do and achieve and have some flexibility, those are the best kind. Another example would be to be able to write a three-paragraph essay by the end of the school year using a spell check and Grammarly so that they don't have to stress about the nitty-gritty and can focus on organizing their thoughts. Now, you'll notice that last goal was very long and detailed, so that might be one you set up for an older kid, like a middle schooler. When you say write a three-paragraph essay, that might freak a child out. But if you remind them that they can write that essay using a spell checking program, then it might feel a lot more achievable and they're more willing to do it. One of the things that you need to do when you're setting these kind of goals is to have some sort of tracking system. In kid world, it depends on the age of the kid when they're younger. Stickers work really great if you put stickers on a calendar or happy faces on a calendar. If it's an older student, sometimes you can do things like graphing it. Like if it's they're supposed to do a certain number of minutes of reading a month, then they have a little graph to color up how many minutes they read each day so that they can add it all up in the end. Or they can write the number of minutes on a calendar and then total it up at the end of every week to count down how many more they have left. I've also had goals that I've done with kids before where we've written it on the whiteboard of this is how many we've achieved, this is how many more we have to go, and then you just do a little bit of math and erase, you know, the two numbers and deduct from it so that the amount you have left to go gets smaller and smaller and so then they can see those little milestones. And that's another thing we want to make sure that you have is milestones of saying, oh, look, I'm halfway to my goal. Oh, I've already achieved these four parts of my goal. Or look, I've made it. So I've done so much work at the beginning of this goal that now I might actually achieve my goal ahead of schedule. And then it feels really good to see that your goal is getting closer and closer to coming true because you've worked really hard at it. All right, let's recap our episode for today. First, we talked about why we set goals. And really, it's because of motivation. We need both internal and external motivation a lot of times. Sometimes people have a lot of internal motivation, but a lot of times people don't. Putting a goal out there in the world makes you more likely to try to achieve it. Once you've told somebody else you're going to do it, you're more likely to do it than if you just set this little goal in your head that nobody knows about. So you're like, eh, well, no one knew it was a goal. Doesn't really matter. Nothing will happen if I don't achieve it. But if you create a goal and tell it to somebody, you're more likely to achieve it because there's somebody holding you accountable to say, hey, how's that goal going? Are you about to hit it or not? Well, what do you have to do to achieve it then if you're not there yet? But if you keep it to yourself, then, you know, sometimes that internal motivation isn't always strong enough to keep us going. Then we talked about letting kids see us as adults set goals. They need to see our process and how we go about doing it and how we handle setbacks and how we keep pushing through. Then we talked about helping kids use their own goals to create SMART goals. So being specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely, all of those things. So don't forget to go download your free goal setting template to help you use with that process of setting those SMART goals with kids. And so remember, it's just in the show description. And then while you're at it, maybe set a goal for yourself. So maybe you and the kiddo in your life 
can work together on keeping each other accountable for the goals that you have. All right, that's it for today. Don't forget to get your free mini course, Dyslexia in Schools, while it's still available until January 2nd, 2023. If you're listening to this episode later on in the future, you can still get it. It's just not free anymore. All right. Happy New Year. And I thank you for being part of my 2022 goals and journey. And I look forward to what 2023 has to offer us. And there are some extra special things coming soon. So be on the lookout for some extra webinars and things like that. That's all for today. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Join us for our next episode by subscribing to this podcast as we devote each episode to different aspects of dyslexia. See you next time.